0: The Holy Gospel for this day is from Mark, chapter 5, beginning at verse 21. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered round him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came, and when he saw him, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So he went with him. And a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any farther? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly, When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead but sleeping. They laughed at him. Then he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talithakum, which means little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was 12 years of age. At this they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Please be seated. Grace to all of you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord and from our Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Great and glorious God. We thank you for this day. For our children, for great music, for your word of healing, for the sacramental meal, the bread and the wine where you give your very self to us. Feed us, body, mind, and soul. Feed our community, our families, and our nation. Make us to be well as you made the woman with the hemorrhage and the little girl well. We pray this in your holy and most blessed name. Amen. Well, today, indeed, we have two stories of healing in our gospel lesson. One of those stories, the story of the woman with a bleed, a hemorrhaging for 12 years. The other, the story of a little girl who had died, who came back to life. Two powerful stories. When we read stories such as these about Jesus, sometimes we think, that Jesus and his healing miracles were unique in history. But there are many, many stories of miraculous healings throughout ancient literature. The Romans, the Greeks, the Persians, the Egyptians, all had stories of miraculous healings. In ancient times and even in today, there are stories of miraculous healings that take place. I've seen them on TV. There was one where a guy in a white suit, all white suit, white shirt, white tie, white shoes, was up front and people would come onto the stage with him and then he would heal them. One was a man in a wheelchair. He'd never walked before. And the wheelchair was brought forward and the man in the white suit put his hands on the man's head and said, heal, be healed. And the man in the wheelchair who had never walked before, started moving one leg and then the other leg. And then he put his hands on the arms of the wheelchair and started pushing up, up, and slowly, slowly he stood up and put one foot out and then the next foot and he let go of the wheelchair. And then he took a baby step and then another baby step and then a full step And then before long, he was running around the stage with his hands in the air, saying what? Hallelujah, I'm healed. I was a bit skeptical. (laughs) Another TV preacher would have you put your hand up on the TV screen. So he's got his hand by the camera, and then you put your hand up by the screen, and you pray for God's healing through the TV and you get God's power coming to you. As again, I was a little bit skeptical. Here's another one. A man who is a healer would sell his handprint. He would put his hand on a piece of cloth, trace his handprint, cut the cloth out, and he would mail that to you for a donation. You put the handprint on where it hurts on your body, and you would be made well again a little skeptical but then I looked at the man's face who was not able to walk and it confused me a little bit he didn't look like an actor it looked really sincere and then testimonials from people who had the handprint and the TV thing it left me a little confused were they healed or not? is this a show or not? I'm not sure I'm not sure did they actually heal people in ancient times? miraculously unexplained healings? yes no yes I don't know so if we're a little bit confused by those healings what makes jesus unique what makes jesus healing special what makes jesus messiah for us and i think the key here about jesus and jesus healings is that they're not just about physical healing they're about a healing of body mind and soul about mending your soul Jesus' healings are about mending even society itself, mending families that are broken. The woman with the hemorrhage for 12 years would have been an outcast in her community. She was not allowed to go to temple because she was unclean. She probably lived in great poverty, Her own family probably disowned her because of this physical condition. The little girl who had died, too, was outside the community, and her family was broken because of her death. There was pain and sorrow all the way through that scene. So, did those physical healings and that physical life happen? Is it literally true? Yes? No? Maybe? Does my faith depend on the physical part of it? I don't know. What I do know is that they were made well. The text has the word made well throughout, and that's the key to understanding this lesson. Because to be made well means that you're healed not only in body, but in your spirit, in your soul, and even in society. When that woman with the bleed was made well, her society in some ways was also made well. She was integrated back into the community. One who had been ostracized was now part of it. The little girl whose family was torn by grief now somehow is made well again as a family. I think here we have the key to the entire text. One thing to ask ourselves about these people who were healed and made well. What do you suppose happened to the little girl after she was healed? What happened to the woman with the hemorrhage after she she was healed. The little girl, I would imagine, would get up every day and it would be like a miracle. She was dead. She was gone. And now she wakes up in the morning, it's like, oh my goodness, it's a new day. And I'm breathing. Do you think she might appreciate her parents more than she ever, ever did? Do you think she might notice the birds chirping and the flowers coming out in springtime as little miracles all around her? Is not that wellness? And by the way, the word well, wellness, in the text, is also the word we translate as salvation. Same word. Do you suppose she was saved? Yeah. She was well. Which is... (laughs) more miraculous than being physically healed. And the woman with the bleed, with the hemorrhage, for 12 years, same age as that little girl, she's integrated back into the community. She's part of the family of the society again. But do you suppose she would spend her life noticing those people who continued to be left out, those people on the fringe of her society that no one wanted to be around, no one wanted to help, that were expendable. The lame, the lepers, those who were wounded in some ways, who were not part of the temple society. She, of course, would notice them and maybe work the rest of her life trying to mend her society to heal it. We're the woman with the hemorrhage. We're the little girl. The story's about us. You all have your wounds, they're all unique to each one of you. In some ways, you may feel dead inside for whatever reason. This day, I pray for your healing your bodily healing, your physical healing. But even more, I pray for your wellness, for your soul to be well, and for our families and our community and our society to be well. That's what makes Jesus unique as a healer. He not only heals us physically, he heals our souls and our society. He makes us to be well. You may have had this privilege. I have many times. Wendy Olson, who works in hospice, has had this many times. Or you can go into a hospice patient's room, someone who is dying of terminal cancer, and they can be well. You can be with someone who has had hurt and pain all their life, have been treated absolutely unfairly, who've been left in refugee camps for decades. And they can be well. You see, at the center of our faith is, you can be dead and still well. Saved. That's what this text is about. It's about our salvation. Amen. Most Holy God thank you for your gracious word today heal us each one here and if we are not healed physically help us trust we can be made well that we can be saved that our spirits can be whole there's nothing no more powerful than that in jesus holy and blessed name we pray amen